0: Jesus is real. There's power in Your name. We find hope when we trust in Your ways. We believe
1: Jesus is real. We live according to whatever values we bring to the table, but when we prioritize God's kingdom over our own kingdom. When it's our own, when we're the king of our own little castle, then we define our values based on whatever we want. But when God's kingdom gets the priority, then his righteousness becomes the driving ethics for our lives. And what happens is when we prioritize God's kingdom, then God teaches us by his own actions how we're supposed to live and move and have our being.
0: What do you value? It may be something that is good, but Pastor Daniel warns us in today's message not to make what we view as valuable our main priority. Our focus should always be on God and what His plan is for us in His kingdom. When we let God's priorities become our own, we'll allow Him to work in our hearts and direct our steps. Our focus will be on sharing God's love and grace with the entire world and moving God's kingdom forward. Now, here's Pastor Daniel with part two of his message The Need for Intentionality, Simplicity.
1: See, this is the thing that I want you to set as your reminder to go off three, five, ten times a day. I want you to write it on all your stuff when you get to the office that you say, prioritize God's kingdom. Biblical reality in three words. Now, I realize when I say prioritize God's kingdom that I immediately run into a cultural landmine. And the reason is, is because in 21st century America we really don't like kings and kingdoms, do we? I mean, think about it. Our government that we have here in America is what you would call a representative democracy. Why? Because you don't want to give all the power to one person. Right. So you have a separation of powers so that all of the cards are not held by one person. And we like that. Why? Because then one person's knuckleheaded decisions doesn't ruin everything. So we have the separation of powers. Right. Of course, you have the problem with if all three of the departments that have powers are knuckleheads, then all bets are off. But that's a whole other discussion for another day. But we love our form of government because you have the checks and balances of the separation of powers to help offset whatever the issues are. But you have to realize that when it comes to God, God doesn't need a separation of powers because God isn't a knucklehead. There's there was ever an understatement in church... Not only is God not a knucklehead, he's perfectly loving and he's absolutely just and he's benevolent and he's not self-centered, but he's other-centered so much so that he would send his own son to die for our sins. And so when you have a benevolent, loving, all-knowing God, you give that God all the cards and he doesn't need a counsel or people to check and balance him because all wisdom is God's wisdom and God has the ultimate grasp on everything. So even though when you say prioritize God's kingdom, you're like, well, I don't really like kingdoms. And every king that I've ever read about has been not the nicest person, has abused their power, and, and does whatever they want at the expense of other people. No, see, the Lord is not like the fallen kings that we have a tendency to reference when we think of the idea of a kingdom. But for you and I, when we talk about kingdom, you realize that God has a kingdom But if I don't encourage you, and if Jesus doesn't say that we should prioritize God's kingdom, he realizes that we will prioritize our own kingdom. See, your life is yours. And your life being yours means that you are a king or the queen of your own life. And if king was not a gender-leaning word, each person has complete and total responsibility for their own life. And what happens is, is that if you do not choose to live in biblical simplicity by prioritizing God's kingdom, then you will definitely prioritize your own kingdom. And that is where we miss the art of living. See, you don't even have a separation of powers. Now, maybe those of you who are students or you live in your parents' house, do you have a little bit of separation of powers? Because you have your own life, but really your parents tell you what time to go to bed and they tell you what you're going to eat and all that stuff. But by the time you become your own, you pay your own way and you do your own things, then you are the de facto leader of your own life. And the problem for people, and it's definitely the problem in the culture that we live in, is that if we do not prioritize the reign and kingdom of God, we will prioritize the reign and kingdom of name your name. There is a competing kingdom for God's kingdom, and that is the kingdom of self. And the kingdom of self in your life and in my life and in everybody's life you know is highly fortified. You have a kingdom if you do not abandon your kingdom to become part of God's kingdom. And that's why Jesus says, Seat first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You and I have to learn... Because of the finished work of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to place the reign of God before our own reign for our own lives. And you have to ask yourself, How are you doing with that? I had someone at their first service said, Pastor Daniel, thank you for raiding my kingdom this morning. And I said, Hey, I'm just passing along the blessing that God gave me these last couple of weeks as I've studied. See, let me give you a simple example of how our own personal kingdom works. Now, each one of us, right, we have music preferences. Somebody like you hear Billy Ray Cyrus, you're like, oh, yeah. You hear Miley Cyrus, you're like, "Mm, maybe not. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You hear the new Adele single, you're like, yeah. Someone's like, look, it's really just for me. It's about Frank Sinatra. Right? Everyone has their own thing that they like, right? Now you put everybody together in church, and then what you end up getting is you end up getting thousands of music preferences for church. And then as a church family, we want to find out how everyone's doing, so we do a survey, right? And so we say, hey, if you have any comments, and then we get all these comments, and 85% of the comments are about the music. Right? The worship service is too loud. It's not loud enough. The songs are too contemporary. They're not contemporary enough. You have earplugs. That's the problem. Why won't you turn it up? Because I can't hear so good. And then those of us who are in leadership are like, oh, Lord, church was your idea, Lord. How are we supposed to make everybody happy? We can't make everybody happy. But you know what it is? People who love Jesus are like, I don't like the volume of the music and you should change it because I don't like it. My kingdom says, if I'm the king of the kingdom, then the sound is going to be this sound, and it's going to be this volume, and I'm going to like it. And you need to change it because that's what I like. And what's amazing is, is like as a church family, we're like, I'm like, because I actually want everyone to be happy at Crossroads. I want everyone to have their needs met. And I realize, I'm like, this is absolutely impossible to do. Because who likes the songs? Who wants hymns? Who wants southern gospel? Who wants this? I really like it when this guy's the worship leader. I really don't like it when this thing happens. And, and you just realize that everybody... loves Jesus, but they have a... If I'm the king of the castle, this is the soundtrack and the volume. Everyone's kind of... Chuck, you feel bad for me. You should feel bad. you got to pray for me. I'm in therapy over that survey. I'm telling you. I'm just like, well, I just... But what happens is, is when you're focused on your own kingdom, like, I can't believe the worship leader was wearing a hat. You shouldn't pray with a hat on. And I really can't worship with the music so quiet, loud, fast, slow, you know. And when you're focused on your own kingdom, that's what you get. I'm the king of the castle and the king is not happy with how well the chicken was cooked. But when you're focused on God's kingdom, you realize, Lord, it doesn't flippin' matter about the music style. You're glorious. And Lord, I may not like the music, but I like you. And if it helps to reach people and it's about you, what's the problem? But, amen. So I'm like, go off, who's go. Get it rolling. But what happens is, is that when we focus on ourselves and our preferences become ultimate things, but when we focus on God's kingdom, we say, Lord, I'm just here to worship. It doesn't matter if it sounds good or not, if it's my favorite, if I have to stick earplugs in or if I have to turn up my hearing aid so I can hear more. It doesn't matter because Lord, you are Lord and we are stepping into your kingdom by praising you because that's what you do when a king comes to town. But that's just like one example of the kingdom of self that happens in our own hearts. But then you've personalize it down, not from crossroads and the music, but you personalize it down to your own life. And the problem is, is that when the kingdom of self reigns in your world, then every single relationship gets fractured if they are not servants of your kingdom. And we are watching families ripping apart, friendships ripping apart, our country ripping apart, our world ripping apart because everybody is focused on the kingdom of what they want and their sovereignty over that kingdom at the expense of saying, I am going to abandon my kingdom and I'm going to prioritize the reign of God through the person and work of Jesus in the world. No, listen, I'm not preaching down on anybody. Like, I'm living this too. I got my own little fiefdom in my own heart that God is like, Daniel, no, no, no. That's just all, that's you wanting to be the sovereign of your own life, but I got purposes and plans. And I want you to realize and live in more deeply, more profoundly, more passionately into my kingdom in the world. Because notice what happens. It says, but seek The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, you got to realize that. Whoever the king is, the king makes the rules and the laws for how the world is going to be. And when God's kingdom is at the center, then his righteousness is at the center. And that word righteousness, it pertains to everything that is truly right and good. It's the way things ought to be. And for you and I, the art of living, we live according to whatever values we bring to the table. But when we prioritize God's kingdom over our own kingdom, when it's our own, when we're the king of our own little castle, then we define our values based on whatever we want. But when God's kingdom gets the priority, then His righteousness becomes the driving ethics for our lives. And what happens is when we prioritize God's kingdom, then God teaches us by his own actions how we're supposed to live and move and have our being. You realize that based on a certain belief structure, some people think they gave God service by blowing themselves up and hurting hundreds of people. But I'm here to tell you, that is not God's kingdom priority. It is not. And this is why as a church, we're more committed than ever to bring in the gospel cross-culturally because when God's kingdom takes center place because of Jesus, then his righteousness, the way that God functions with self-sacrificial love and mercy, with grace and kindness and forgiveness, that becomes the driving ethic of our lives. But whoever is the king, the king declares the laws and the values. And if you keep yourself as the king of your life, then your ethics and values, how you live and move in the world is going to reflect that. But if you prioritize God's kingdom, then you also prioritize God's way of doing things. And if you ever wonder what God's way of doing things is, all you have to do is look at the cross. through The eyes of faith, not this cross, this representation, but the cross of Calvary where God said in action, humanity is broken, but I love it. And I am not willing to see those who are lost stay lost, but I want to bring them back. And the only way to do it is for someone to pay the price of all the rebellion. And I'm going to give it to my son instead of giving it to them because they can't handle it. It would take eternity. That's the ethics of God's kingdom. And that's what we need in a world that is so broken. But I ask you, are you prioritizing God's kingdom and his righteousness. Now, I want to speak for a second to those of you who've been walking with Jesus for a long time. That's one of the things I love about the Crossroads family, because we really want Crossroads to be the kind of place where there's people here who've been walking with the Lord for decades, half century. And this is their church, and they can grow and be deepened and discipled. And use their gifts. And then there's other people here. You're here, you're like, I don't even believe in Jesus. But I'm kind of checking it out. And I just kind of came. My friend invited me. Or I've been coming, checking it out. And we love that we have a church that's like that. And with our music decisions, we try and reach as many people as possible. We realize, can't get everybody in there. We can do really quiet songs that are, are in King James language. And that really cool for a certain percentage. And other people are like, I don't understand what that old music about. For those of you who've been walking with Jesus for a long time. If you've been in church for a long time, you have the tendency to think, because of my time served and my profound attendance that I do prioritize God's kingdom. I'm here to tell you, don't make that mistake. Because the Pharisees in Jesus' day thought that they had it right because they were so committed and they were the ones who had Jesus crucified. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who's been walking with Jesus so long the crossroads is a Pharisee. Far from it. But make sure that if you prioritize God's kingdom, see what happens for people who love Jesus and have been in church for a long time, your whole social context becomes other believers. The, The family becomes so strong, which is beautiful, but at the same time, Are you investing in the lives of people who don't yet know Jesus? Are you so consumed with church relationships that you don't know your new neighbor? There was a time when your new neighbor would come and you'd go and you'd meet them and you'd bring them cookies and you'd get to know them and you didn't mind that they were super messy because you're like, look, man, you know, I was just like that not so long ago. But then time goes on and you find yourself completely isolated from non-believers. You have such a context of service and things. You're like, yeah, I'm prioritizing God's kingdom. See, if you prioritize God's kingdom, you know that Jesus came to seek and save the lost and that God uses people as vehicles to seek and save the lost. So I'm not saying don't serve at crossroads. Please continue to do exactly what you're doing in Jesus' name. But make sure that you haven't become institutionalized so that you've been cut off from what's going on in our world or for some of us, what happens is we've been in church so long and God has changed us so much that when we look at someone who is yet to be transformed by Jesus, we are more disgusted by them than move with love for them. If you're disgusted by a sinner, then you're not prioritizing God's kingdom, because God's kingdom is to seek and save that lost sinner. And I say that because I realize that for some of us, you love the Lord. But in loving the Lord, you've lost sight of God's kingdom breaking into the world. Now, let me talk to those of you here on the other end of the spectrum. Some of you here right now, you're hearing me say, okay, so preacher's saying, prioritize God's kingdom. Well, why should I? Now, I know I think that some of you say that because I remember the first time I heard a pastor say something like that. And my thought was, well, why should I? Let me explain to you why. If you are living as the king of your own kingdom... Your life is yours, you're gonna do what you want. Here's the thing I got for you. As you pursue your own kingdom, everything that you do is fun, but for a moment. You do what you wanna do, you experience what you wanted to experience, and then all of a sudden you feel disillusioned and bored. So what do you do? You run to the next thing, the next thing to pursue, and you pursue it, you pursue it, and then you get it, and it's fun for a moment, And then you feel disconnected and disillusioned and bored. And then what do you do? You run to the next thing. And guess what? You realize that that way of living leaves you completely feeling like you're missing life. Right? You feel... All connected with people, but totally lonely. You feel like you're experiencing everything that you want, but everything that, when you finally get it, it leaves you feeling empty and looking for the next thing. I'm here to tell you, that is not the type of life you want to lead And How do I know that? Because that was my story. I didn't grow up in the church. I got to experiencing everything that I thought that I wanted, only to find, as what I later read, the writer to the Ecclesiastes said, it's vanity of vanities. It's all vanity. It's like grasping for the wind. You catch it, it's fun, and then you're like, oh. And then you're on to the next thing. And you're like, you're literally like somebody scurrying around trying to catch something. And every time you catch it for a moment, it's enjoyable until it leaves you feeling completely empty. That's my story. And I'm here to tell you the only time that hamster wheel of satisfaction that leads to dissatisfaction ends is when you allow God to be the center. And you prioritize his kingdom because your soul will only find its rest when it finds rest in him. That's how Augustine said it. You will only find satisfaction for your soul. You will only find fulfillment once you are no longer the sovereign of your life because you actually weren't created to be the sovereign of your life. And what you're living now is antithetical... To your truest self and I think deep down when you hear me say that just like me when I heard someone say something similar to that I thought to myself he don't know me and then if you're hearing the next thought that you hear is he's right it's true you want to pretend like it's not true but deep down in the depths of your soul in that still small voice that speaks you know it's true That you're going to keep scurrying around to try and find something that you find it, it's fun for a moment and then you have to leave it. Because it doesn't last. And that's why Jesus said, but if you hunger and thirst for righteousness then you'll be satisfied. That when you learn, that when you prioritize your own kingdom, it's going to leave you missing what you really want. It's because you need to say instead of running my own kingdom, I'm going to let God take his rightful place in my heart. And that's when things begin to change. The apostle Paul explained this priority of God's kingdom in Colossians 1 in a beautiful way. Listen to this, this is a great amplified description of what it means to prioritize God's kingdom. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's a great way to define this priority of God's kingdom. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, being fully pleasing to him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You know, Henry David Thoreau said, our life is frittered away by detail. And for many of us, your life is being frittered away by details right now. Why? Because the simplicity of prioritizing God's kingdom, it's not the only thing on your priority list. It's, You're trying to tack it on the end. And you're missing out on the life that you were created for. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, for our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity. Wow. Wow. Would to God that the boasting of the Crossroads family, that the testimony of our conscience is that in this world we conducted ourselves in simplicity and godly sincerity. See, it's about prioritizing this one thing. You gotta ask yourself right now, what is the priority of your life? What is the thing that drives you? And I'm here to tell you, If you are a follower of Jesus, God's kingdom has to be the priority. In Acts chapter 2, a newly spirit-filled church, it says that they gather together with simplicity of heart.
0: Jesus is real. Jesus died for our sins to set us free and show us grace. He also gave us the chance to be a part of the advancement of the kingdom. Pastor Daniel today reminded us that our focus needs to be on this God-inspired goal and not focused on what the world thinks. Jesus is Real Radio is the radio ministry of Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. The messages that you hear each day here on Jesus is Real Radio were produced from messages that Pastor Daniel shared on Sunday mornings and the midweek study. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ.
1: One of the things that I'm the most stoked about is that this year we launched a brand new campus in southwest Portland. We would love to invite everyone to come and join Crossroads Southwest Portland on Sundays is at 10 a.m. We're growing, and honestly, not just in Southwest Portland, but all over the country and the world as people join us at our online campus, 9, 11, and 1 p.m. or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. on our online campus, crossroadslive.tv. Now here's Josh with what's coming up on our next edition of Jesus is Real Radio.
0: Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will discuss what living intentionally for God brings about in our lives. He also shares how worry can derail our kingdom focus. Faith in God isn't easy, but it allows God to move mightily in our lives. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called The Art of Living. Until then, may God bless.